fight season. So everyone, hello and good night. Welcome to our exciting podcast where we dive into the transformative process of mapping and marketing. So today with me, I have the beautiful David Cassius, <laughs> the man who needs no introduction, the legend incarnated. You're crazy. So David, tell a bit, a bit about yourself. Well, first off, I, I would like to say that I'm thrilled to share um, today's insight on process mapping and how we can uh, essentially, uh, up, I would say, optimize, simplify uh, your marketing strategy and business growth. Uh, so as a, as a business owner, we uh, tend to experience, right, some uh, ups and downs, but I'm going to let you introduce this to the subject first. Let's talk about what you see uh, in terms of the real pain that entrepreneurs live with the marketing. Wow. <laughs> Where to start? Uh, I'm going to take uh, a page of one of uh, Russell Branson's book, uh, The Dotcom Secret, is that when you're starting off in business, typically one of the first thing you'll be doing is your website and you'll be all excited about it. And you'll essentially, like I like to say today, it's going to be based on your ego. So if you have a $5,000 ego or 10,000 one, or recently I was talking to a, an entrepreneur, she had a quote for brand new startup, $30,000 for a website. And Hey, like uh, most of us, we get that website. We're so excited through the process. It's mm. visually, it's it's very nice. And, and not to discredit my wonderful marketing partners, uh, you'll see when you listen to the podcast, we'll get to a point where at the end of the day, it's kind of a little bit our, of our fault because we go and talk to our marketing partners and we're like, we want to have a website. But in reality, what we want is we want leads or we want, we think we're getting sales sales but in reality we're getting leads because some of those leads depending on what the price of your services is they won't necessarily be clients up off the bat so for instance if your services are more than two thousand dollars they need to talk to you unless you have a, a very good um a public persona or you're well known you're an author you're whatever the success you have if you have already a, 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 a sort of clout yes you'll be able to convert these these uh, these potential leads into clients but at the beginning mm. of the process your marketing is to the raw people to be interested in what you do and to go slowly but surely in your your customer journey all that to say that we're making those investments and we're talking to different specialists. For instance, you want to do social media and you reach out to your network and you'll get that guy that is that had success who then worked with an influencer and got it to 250,000 followers, 5 million followers, whatever the number is. And you'll be like, I want to do that for my business. But the reality... What? But a few things that I took from what she said. So first of all, <laughs> The website doesn't automatically generate you money. Is that what she said? No, it doesn't. So if you could explain to people, why does the website doesn't bring money directly to you? And and with a, a, a clear expectation that some services people will get on to your website, then they'll use your services. You're a plumber. They Google you. They search for you. They get on your website. They'll use your services. But there are other services like the type of things we do. Um, professional services and some of them are, are a little bit more uh, niche um, they 
going to your website, they'll have, okay, yeah, it's established. It looks legit. But how do we work with this guy? Hmm. So unless the website is specifically to when you get on the website, you have a proper call to actions, you're giving something, either you're giving something free, <laughs> you're letting people experience what you do. And then as you show them value, you slowly get them as clients. And, and in perspective, you want to do that as at a certain volume. That's what we're doing this year specifically. Um, investing in, in marketing is, uh, is really before you start talking to different experts and specialists. It's all about building a strategy. So if we don't know what uh, our requirements or what we're trying to achieve, Uh, with our marketing this year, planning it, how do you think you're going to get results? Well, I think in that sense, if people do not have this part of their marketing planned, it's very difficult mm -hmm. to attain objectives if they aren't clarified. Exactly. So in that sense, I know you worked with me a lot this year on how to build my objectives marketing wise, mm -hmm. how to look at my process, to look at what am I doing? How is my customer getting to my company? Mm -hmm. And in many cases, you brought me back to the beginning as to who is your customer? Yes. How does he get to see you in 2023, 2024 now going? Yeah. What is the funnel bringing you to me? Right. Yeah. And if I can identify this funnel as where is my customer and how can he come to me? As you said, I make money. Yeah. So to relate to the website idea, you said, mm -hmm. um, can you explain more how you build strategies in that sense, leading to the website? Well, the strategies to build a website. First off, I'm not a marketing strategist. I'm a business strategist, but everything is linked. So if you don't have a clear definition of your, your values, uh, your, 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 your core focus, uh, your, the different persona, the type of clients to, uh, with, uh, that you're working with, uh, what is your service offer, what's your goal in three years, et cetera, et cetera. How can you then define the means to get those clients? Hmm. So that's where the marketing strategy becomes handy. Unfortunately, and especially with SMEs, because this is kind of our world, um, you won't frequently find marketing strategies, meaning that they'll take those business objectives and convert them in, in a mix or an action uh, of, you know what, in your specific case, we we're talk, talking earlier with the guys here that are recording us, uh, essentially, when you're talking to your audience, who's going to listen, who are you going to create value, then that's that when that is decide, decided by the business owners that's where you make the life of everyone that is involved in the marketing project easier mm. so you seem to be speaking of the process then of the marketing yes so my leading question to you then would be how do you see the involvement of mapping a process mm -hmm. and marketing in a company and generating leads as you said earlier mm -hmm. that's an excellent question Excellent question. So for process mapping and mapping your marketing process, and I think we have an image of that at a point, it's um, putting it in, in, a, in a way where everybody understands what is, what is going to be happening, what's the beginning, what's the end, how long is it going to take, where are we at with the implementation of our marketing strategy, So we can then go back and evaluate evaluate the success of what we're doing. So, so going back to 
you're building a website, you're never going to ask the marketing, your marketing resource or the, the person that designed or built the website, how many visitors I'm going to get? What's going to be my conversion? We're not asking these questions. We're just mm. being pitched or because marketing at the end of the day, it's a seduction act like selling. It's essentially the same. The way they're presenting it to you, like you, you're wild, but you're not making your due diligence. You're not asking the right questions. You're not getting into what they're, these guys are doing. You're, you're asking them if, hey, this is what I need to, to deliver. Can you guys help me? What is the process? What is are going to be is going to be the uh, or what's the return is going to be etc. We ask these questions when we're after our third or fourth marketing <laughs> specialist because then you failed enough to know that you need a plan. Yes, right. Yes. So, David, if I was a six year old, how would you define mapping to me? How would you mm -hmm. explain to me what this process of making a process? in image form yes so to help me in my company in my process you're right before talking about marketing process we're going to talk about process itself so it's a representation of activities um task um, made by people using tools or um, documents so to represent a company of flow how one input uh, result in another output Okay, so mm -hmm. I draw it visually because a lot of my clients are neurodiverse. Um, so and, and and I have a lot of neurodiverse partner as well. Shout out, so, shout out to Joseph that is in BNI Malta with his wonderful podcast. Um, so yeah, essentially what we do is that we visualize how we actually work. Mm -hmm. So it creates a sense of everybody that is in, is involved. It's, oh, okay, this is how we're working. You're training a new person. Oh, this is the marketing process. So it, it gives a point of reference. And then when you talk to your partners, showing them that, you know what, typically uh, my inflow of, of clients is I get referrals uh, from networking, for instance, so how this is flowing into my CRM. Just explaining this to a, a marketing partner. Now their setup, even the visual that they're going to use is going to be influenced. Mm. Or if you don't give them any requirements, they'll go for whatever the route of requirements they think is good for you. You see what I mean? So that's where you're going to have one of the first disconnects. So by mapping it, it, clear, it, it creates a, a common understanding and vision of this is how we're going to be uh, functioning for this marketing plan. So in terms of deliverable, I know you were about to ask a question. In my case, uh, it's through social media, um, networking. LinkedIn, these are my main channels. Mm. So this is where I'm putting most of my energy this year. And we're doing it from the beginning with the right team, the right plan. And hopefully in a few episodes of this podcast or by next year, you guys, you guys will have gone through the journey with us. But uh, essentially mapping the process in terms of marketing today, um, the fact that we're recording this podcast tomorrow, we're creating other content. For a while, we've been posting on different social media, getting a sense of what people are engaged, what people are, are seeing. So this is where you start to create, uh, create kind of a momentum mm. in your marketing strategy because everything is defined and everybody that is involved know what is their part and what the, the, the end result. So in terms of being a sensei yourself, <laughs> a product of the product itself, how do you see yourself applying mapping in your own marketing process for YSBA? Love it. How do you bring customers to your own doors 
which in turn bring money to your pockets. Yes. Please tell us. <laughs> You're crazy. Uh, so today, me spending time on marketing uh, came essentially from a lot of frustration. Most of you uh, uh, SMEs. Please say uh, more. Okay. What were the frustrations <laughs> that you lived? Well, uh, throughout my, my the last 10 years, and this is not only with my own business, but also with clients, we've experienced the highs and lows on when a marketing strategy was well applied or not. Okay, so mm. to give you an idea, most of my clients are between half a million and eight million dollars in terms of revenue. So they don't have, they're not in that pressure anymore of, oh, we need clients. The, the marketing machine itself, regardless of the channel, is already activated. It's when you get to a point where you want to be consistent or have kind of a, a, a control, like a flow or, or a gas pedal, that then it becomes more sophisticated and becomes more organized. Mm. So this is where I'm at uh, right now with the, uh, my three businesses, but also the clients that I'm experiencing uh, or, or working with. The ones that have a certain volume, they'll concentrate more on, you know, what be more precise. So they'll review their persona, their marketing persona, their idea client more often. They'll even uh, regularly will drop a percentage of clients because they're not aligned where, where they want to go, uh, where, where they're heading. But that's going to create more room for maybe less clients, but clients would... Uh, that are when they're going to take their services they're going to use the full range of their services so they're getting the maximum value every time a new service offer or a new product is introduced typically these these type of of clients they want to be in the beta they want to test it they want to use it first so that's uh what i'm seeing right now in terms of the marketing um strategies uh, but for, for sure the, the marketing strategist role in itself, it's not something that is common here um, around the world because, I, you know, I'm well aware, uh, um, involved in different parts of the country through Business Network International. Mm -hmm. So this is the feedback that I'm getting. This is what I'm seeing the, in terms of num numbers as well and data and statistics. Statistic, this is what what I've seen from your strategy, right, is that you used a lot of these processes for yourself, right? Yeah. So as you said, earlier you now have this podcast you now have other medias you have youtube channels right mm -hmm. so you're building new ways mapping new ways to bring customers to you exactly so for that did you put down the process on paper yes i did all right if you could describe right the typical flow of marketing from per se a platform and to the customer mm -hmm. what's the typical roadmap or a typical mapping process, you would say? Yeah, so let me take a, a very simple business such as, um, let's take a roofer. Okay. One of, uh, one of my good clients, um, I love working with roofers. So they're about, um, what, 50 employees. And essentially their biggest, uh, in that industry, you have uh, highs and lows. Like right now it's kind of the slower season. It's more for industrial industrial project. So this right now is the right time to be ready. So the moment it starts to get warmer, that's when people start calling. Mm. So what you what a cyclical what, business? Well, more seasonal business. Seasonal business, yeah, mm. a longer season, but still. So in their case, is the moment we want to be able to automate the volume of people that will call in a very short span from a call 
to a callback, to a proposal, or to a visit, to a proposal, to a confirmation, to a, a first uh, payment, all this part we want to automate. Mm. Because today there's too much human intervention. Not that we're going to remove human intervention, but we want to put them in a position where they're doing more task-oriented uh, kind of uh, deliverables where they, they have to use, you know, their logic, et cetera. And we remove the admin that is kind of taking them off of what they really should be doing so they'll be more efficient. So I hear you talking about automation, right? Yes. I think you should maybe develop this aspect a bit more, right? Because mm -hmm. it speaks to the beautiful problem, actually, of I've been to Funnel, I've built a funnel, and people are now coming to my website, and now they want my services. Yeah. Now I have 300, 400 people wanting to take my services, yeah. right? Where the hell do I find the time to deal with all these people, to make <laughs> the callbacks, the email backs, the text message backs to all these people? Is there a way to automate my mapping process or my marketing process or my growth? Well, there's so many tools for that. And specifically, there are CRMs, most of them. But recently, we tend to go more, or I said we tend, uh, I, and, 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 and it's been around for, for recent years, uh, go high level. So go high level is not a CRM. It's a marketing automation system. It's a little bit in the same kind of realm that HubSpot is. Uh, so those type of solution keep. So it's not only... It's not only taking uh, your, so a customer that comes on, the, on your website, you have the information or they fill in a form. They fill in a form, they give your, they, for instance, they'll put their, their phone numbers. Mm. Well, through automation, you can have a pre-recorded message, an acknowledgement, different ways that nobody's involved, but at least that specific customer, he's, he's going to stop shopping. He's like, oh, okay, they saw me, they're going to get back to me. This, regardless of, of the volume, because there's nobody that is actually doing the task, it basically will be, it will follow how big you become. Hmm. That's why we want to put automation on those things. So if I hear correctly, automation is being able to handle a lot more customers with a fraction of the time involved to doing it. Yes. So... I think that speaks to our earlier point of in 2023, 2024, right? Everybody's looking to acquire new customers. Mm -hmm. I think they've been lean years. Yes. So in this year coming, how do you see these tools being applied then? To be honest. To attract well, customers. Well, especially, especially since what now? It's, it's mm -hmm. past a year, December 2022, when ChatGPT came out. Mm. On on a lot of the, the shout out to ChatGPT, <laughs> the savior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This alone, so AI was there before a while, has been there a while now, but actually creating an interface where most users could interact with the AI and use it to um, do their job. For for instance, today we're all aware that a lot of the content that is creating is. is AI generated from, mm. from posts to stories, even now with the deep fakes and all these things, the, 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 you're watching content and sometimes you have to ask yourself if it's, if it's not AI generated, but that's just content, building strategy, writing, uh, coding, all these things that AI is helping us generate your marketing project. 
where before you would have a, a, a team of people doing these different action, you'll be on a system like high level with maybe one or two, uh, an integrator and someone do, that is more, um, that does the design, the, the arch artistic direction, et cetera. There's a lot of things that you can do with two people using those type of systems. So would you say that this is the typical path a person uses in their marketing strategy today? Because when you say it, you put it plainly and, you know, pretty like somebody's used to it. But would you say the typical owner of a company, manager of a marketing department is aware of all these new tools to help them automate, create more content efficiently mm -hmm. and interact with their customer on a more regular basis? Like, is this out there? I, I would say it's an excellent question because... At the end of the day, it depends of what's the culture of that 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 specific business. You'll have marketing department that is that are very stale. <laughs> they, mm. Whatever they're doing, it works. They won't touch it unless they're to the change to the algorithm or uh, for some reason they close down the, all the the newsrooms. That's when they'll be creative. But it's not necessarily in in a lot of companies to be innovative innovative mm -hmm. if that's the case yes for sure these these companies are already uh they made that transition but for instance when you look at at any post on on facebook where someone is asking oh i i, I need a new crm the answers that you'll get you're starting starting to see a little bit more of the those solution like system io high level mm -hmm. that are that are being mentioned but I think for now, people are still on pipe drive and Monday and whatever the hell, oops, I was about to swear, <laughs> whatever the the heck you think is a good CRM, but a CRM is a tool. It needs to be integrated and in, especially in the marketing strategy. So David, give us an example of a company that you tried to show them the way to these automating platforms and that refused it. Oh no. Why did they I'm refuse? I'm going to stop you right there. No. They're, they're not my clients. <laughs> I work with these folks. I know. No. So essentially, they've told you that they don't understand the value of automating the time and just essentially bringing the fraction down of a whole marketing department to a platform that can output a lot more than a marketing department could do. Mm -hmm. If a company doesn't see the benefit in savings in terms of marketing and in terms of the money spent to acquire a customer, mm -hmm. I think they've missed the point. Well, you, you brought it very nicely to the end. Unless you're measuring the cost of bringing a customer, you're, you're, far, you're still learning about how important it is to your business. Hmm. So these are the, so I have a very clear persona of the type of businesses that I'm working. The ones that I'm working with, they're ambitious. <laughs> They're okay. visionaries. They mm. they want to evolve somewhere in their values. There, like I said earlier, innovations, something related to the fact that we're moving forward. So, the number of people that I introduced this year to ChatGPT, it's incredible. Testify. Like in Jan around January, most of my clients and people in my network, I made a call. Yeah, and it is sometimes it wasn't even a call. I was basically using it in front of them to their context. Yeah. 
I think, as you mentioned, ChatGPT is such a useful tool, right, in terms of marketing and what it can generate in terms of text, image, uh, captions. And I remember you called me on a Saturday and you told me, yo, you need to be on this ChatGPT thing. <laughs> and I said, but, but, but David, you said, shut up. You need to be on this. And, you know, funny part aside, you've shown me how to use ChatGPT to generate posts on a level that a person would have charged me a lot, would have taken a lot of time to mm -hmm. give me this content that I can use to reach my customer yep. and bring more money into my pockets, yep. right? So now that we spoke a bit about these pain points, about how it hurts companies financially, not to understand these new tools and new ways to generate money this year, right? How would you describe the process of mapping, helping this marketing aspect to people? Well, um, essentially we start with from your business plan. So your one page strategic plan, this is kind of a go-to tool. A lot of us or a lot of companies, they still want to keep in mind that they have to address their marketing. So either is it generating more, ultimately more sales, or is it, like I said earlier, if it's to, to, give, to pinpoint more their ideal client or to offer a new service, et cetera, et cetera. Somehow, uh, HR marketing, recruiting, you know what, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Attract, attracting talents. It's a form of marketing as well. So if you could describe, right, what is examples of business goals, marketing-wise, that a company could try to have? Increase sales by, um, increase awareness by, like give a few examples of marketing objectives mm -hmm. that could uh, orient a company. Well, essentially, the, the first two, two that you gave are, are perfect here. I want to reach 5 million of sales by the end of the year. Okay, mm -hmm. so how do I break it down? So from from where I'm today, the services that I'm offering, uh, how they're bundled, uh, kind of, of figuring out okay in terms of percentage, what is going to be, which is going to be where, and to attract these leads on these different service offer, how many, uh, what's the reach, how many followers, how many campaigns that I, events, webinar that I need to do to bring those potential lead into my pipeline. So these are multiple diff or different marketing objectives, depending on where you are with your business. Uh, another objective would be to create a brand new funnel or brand new way to introduce customers. If you are not in the news or doing PR, maybe this year your bulk of your marketing uh, budget will be on PR, hmm. going to the shows and uh, recordings and stuff like that, right? Meeting so, people, shaking hands. Yeah. So the old ways. There you go. So the, these are different kind of metrics or uh, marketing goals that you're trying to achieve. So if you can put it concretely, mapping a company's marketing process mm -hmm. is defining each step. How does the customer, the customer's journey to you? Yeah. Or in terms of a company to their own objective, it maps how will you get to achieve the, I want five millions a year. Yes. Part. And what are the tools that I will use 
to that point of, I want to have 5 million. Yes. How many customers do you have? How will I interact with them? What is the return on my investment marketing wise? All of these metrics can be tracked. Yes. So companies that do not plan, plan to fail, because if you don't have a written part of how will you achieve these objectives, mm-hmm. you don't get to 5 million just willy nilly. There needs to be something written down. Exactly. So David, as we mentioned, the problems that entrepreneurs face to attract customers uh, through their marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the marketing uh, challenges that a right platform can address? What can a good platform do for you marketing wise? Or more like the process behind the, the platform. The platform is is uh, actually in the, the tools that you're going to be using. Mm. Uh, one of the issues you, you might have at the beginning of your marketing process uh, is that the the market analysis that you did is flawed. <laughs> so basically, you, you're you're so you're going to say, oh well, most of my marketing is going to be in that area, that age, etc. You build all, all your marketing, and they're t- totally not your they're not the client. So okay. they're, they're eventually what you're going to have is that you're going to have content that is misaligned. You see what I mean? Develop a bit more. So you did an analysis and your product is for uh, men of 30 to 35 years old. So the pictures that you're using, your website, your call to action are geared to that type of demographic. Mm-hmm. To realize that along the way that that the demographic that you're targeting is more 45 to 50. Mm. They're not at the same place in their life. You're not going to reach them at the same place. You might have a better chance of uh, placing advertisement in golf magazine, for instance, to okay. reach that demographic, you see? So what is the beginning of the process then to analyze a marketing strategy? So it's to analyze your market, then so this is just an, an example, right? And then it's uh, taking the customer data that you got from the analysis because that, that analysis, you can do it to, to surveys. You can, there's different tools like Google Analytics. And this everything that I'm saying in terms of marketing, this is just an example, okay? So with that, when you get all the data, you, your assumption of what the type of clients that you should be targeting with your marketing is is wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is going to create a, 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 eventually when you are creating content for this demor- the demographic, they're not going to react to it. They're not going to be engaged with it. Then another one um, with social, especially with social media nowadays, is that they're on different platforms. And let's say that you get uh, co- customers from uh, LinkedIn, others from Instagram or to Facebook. Pulling everything at one place is is not. Um, it's not something that we we do. So you'll 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 see a lot of time on posts of large company. For instance, uh, yesterday I was on uh, one of our local TVs. They were promoting a show. They had a lot of likes, but none of the comments were were answered back. Hmm. So no engagement then. No engagement. Why would you say that there wasn't any engagement with the post? Because I think the person that is managing this account did the post and has no alerts of, hey, people are answering or engaging. How do I create engaging content? So this is also a part of this process of mm-hmm. evaluating 
what will make my customer engage with my, I guess, uh, post that I put it, mm -hmm. and then ultimately has more chance to buy my product, okay, so this, or come back to my website so or this, platform. This takes a lot. Of, this takes a little bit of time. So, for instance, for three months, you'll be posting different type of content, and this is how you're going to be able, able able to evaluate which one you have more engagement and with engagement, and which one you have more visibility. So, please address then what is the importance of really defining where is your customer or who is your customer versus somebody doing it and somebody not doing it? Well, when you're really addressing your customer, first off, it's because your mess message is unique and authentic. Like I'm not trying to reach everybody that is out there. Mm. I'm just trying to reach a certain type of business owners or uh, managers. So the ones that, you know what, they want to simplify what they, they do there. They, they, they don't want to work 40 hours more more than 40 hours a, a week that's not what they were made, were made Free for men. exactly so they want to have time to enjoy uh life the, the fruit of what they did uh, for instance there's one of my clients uh, not this year i couldn't but the year before he invited me uh to is to the to the racetrack hmm. so he's driving porsches and uh for when we started working with with uh, together a while back like in the summer he, he he didn't drive or i think he drove maybe once his part car so that this is his activities but the last few years he's able to take to go on different tracks around north america and it just enjoying the fruits of that you know what he has a, a well i can't remember over 80 employees everything is everything is at, at you know everybody's managing and it kinds of runs by itself his involvement it's more at, at the strategic level but he did the hours he was involved earlier he was making the sacrifices that not everybody wants to do to bring the, that business to this point so this man has done the mapping process. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> and in terms, it has freed him to be able to go to the racetracks. Yes. So, again, as we mentioned, doing this mapping process saves mm -hmm. entrepreneurs a lot of time, mm -hmm. right? Saves them a lot of repetition to the task that they do. As you mentioned, typically, if you have a marketing department of person, mm -hmm. they don't have one platform to manage all of these input. They cannot take all these leads that come through all these portals, maybe LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Google, um, website, Twitter. So all of these platforms that people can see you, your company and your content mm -hmm. in the old days, this would have taken a lot of time and yes. a lot of person power to do that. Yeah. And now with the right process and right tools, yeah. you don't need a person that much. You can save on this marketing department. And still generate equal or more money. Mm -hmm. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, in a way, if, even if you have an existing department, using all these tools will leverage their work. The goal is not to, <laughs> to, to, um, what's the, the right term? To reduce or to, um, I'm trying to find a word. Essentially, I'm not trying to squeeze everything in terms of resources to go from a team of 10 to a team of one. That's I know what you we're can saying. do that though. No, I know you got the power. No, not, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm good, but not that good. At the end of the day, you, you still need a, a, a number of persons to help you manage your, your marketing process, depending on your size of your companies, the company, the revenues, et cetera, et cetera. 
all that to say that bring uh, inter integrating tools, uh, most likely dashboards, because there, there's having one single tool, that's a, that's a little bit of a stretch, but trying to reduce the number of, of tools, making them work together, that's definitely something that is doable today on the marketing uh, process. For instance, uh, let's say you have a web page, you have a mailing list, you want to send emails, you know, voice over IP, all these things today can be integrated in one single tool. Boscasius, <laughs> the man, please explain to us what are some of the advanced tools that entrepreneurs can use to help with their marketing process? Advanced techniques that advanced really help technique. them. So yeah. Advanced technique. The first one is dashboard, an in integrated dashboard. And the second one is project a project a proper project management tool. So integrate. Let me start with integrated dashboard because you've seen them like the one we use for BNI, the the power of one. Okay. Okay. So imagine you have different KPIs that you want to measure for your marketing efforts, such as if it's still a thing, visitors on your website, or mainly people that land on your landing page or the efficiency of a campaign, the click, uh, whether what is it, the, the click to something, uh, to return, uh, the CTR. Uh, all these different metrics, they're in, diff in, in all kinds of systems. Um, most of the, the engagement numbers uh, for Instagram, for instance, are in the application. They're very difficult to pull out. Mm. Uh, Facebook, yes, uh, LinkedIn as well. So um, um, calls that you got, uh, uh, interactions, all these different things, how, how your pipeline is being filled. So all these different metrics, you want to have them at one place, but not all of them. The ones that are going to be either uh, being lead indicators, so giving you the result or um, lag and uh, lead indicator, or lag ind indicator that giving is giving you the result or the lead indicator that it's giving you the tendency if you're doing the right things, okay? Okay. So these type of metrics, for instance, I'm going to take my own example. Uh, I have a certain number of followers that I want to get every month. Okay. Okay. So this I want to track. Let's put a fictive number, right? So for me recently, it was a hundred percent growth in three months of my followers. And how do the tools help you get metrics to attract these 100 people? So, so when we're talking about ads, advanced tools, I understand your question, but I want that data to be in a place where at any time I know that I'm on pace of reaching that objective. Okay, okay? I get you. So this is more the dashboard concept. What is a dashboard? When you're driving in most of the cars, you'll have always the same information. You'll have uh, the speed, the RPM, your temperature gauge for the engine, and your gas. In most of the cars, these are going to be the basic one. You'll have the check, check engine, and, and, and from a car to another, things will be different. For mine, I have the, the, the adaptive cruise control, uh, um, the radar things on, on my car. Others will have other stuff, right? So mm -hmm. this, so it gives you the basic information you need to be able to to. Uh, use your, va your 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 car in the proper way. If it's getting hot, you're going to pull over, maybe have an issue with your radiator, right? If you, when you see the check engine light, it's one of the 150 sensors on your car. There's one that is not work that, that uh, kind of triggered an alarm, right? Mm. But you're not going to put 
every indicator on your dashboard or else it would look like a Christmas tree. Well, if you look at the dashboard, you look at specific objectives. Yes. If I want to know how fast I go, I look at my speedometer. Yes. If I want to see if my car needs maintenance, I look yes. at these small indicators, right? Yes. So as you mentioned earlier, there are objectives in a marketing strategy, strategy. typically to have new leads or more awareness of a company, yes. bring in some more foot traffic directly. Mm -hmm. So how can a person use this data to lead them to their marketing objectives? You mentioned CTR, so, yes. so, so you mentioned calls, yeah. you mentioned also visits maybe uh, in shop. Yes. So how can we measure these metrics with these tools well, to lead us to our objectives? Well, I'm sorry, you're gonna set targets? And then as you're moving along every week or every day, are you moving closer to your target? It's as Good. simple as that. So you want to get to a, a million dollars in, in sales or there were what January 5th, how many sales did you do? If you divide a million per day, so you should be at a certain pace or a certain, a certain rate. If you're, when you look at the, this indicator, if after a month, you want to reach a million and you've made no sales, then you're going to see that you're already starting to be in trouble. So this is where the dashboard become handy to have a view on your marketing project. The second one is a, pro a proper project management or a task manager. And here we're talking from corporate sort of solution like a project for the web or Microsoft project, like it used to be called back in the days to nowadays, um, uh, solutions like Trello or P Microsoft Planner is a good one as well. Well, the, the two are Microsoft uh, uh, Project for the Web and Microsoft, Asana, ClickUp. Um, what's the other one that I really love? Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so all these solutions uh, help you. And I'm anyhow, I won't get into Monday, the Monday conversation today. But essentially, uh, being able to set a, uh, set a task put someone that is responsible a date and what are going to be the two or three activities related for you to complete that task. So the second aspect of advanced techniques is project tracking. Exactly. So related to what we said, so I have my marketing objective. I want my 5 million a year. How do I track the process of my objectives during the quarter, during the six months, during the year. Yes. Right? Yeah. So what's special about project tracking? Why is it special? What does it do? What's the benefit? So a lot of us people that are surrounded by, by me or work with me, uh, we, we love the traction methodology. So traction AOS from Gino Wickman. So when you take your one-page strategic plan for your marketing project, then you're going to have one metric of... For instance, the number of leads you get per lead in your scorecard, this is where for that scorecard or for that that um, that rock or that project, how are you actually, so you have marketing strategy for Q1, what are going to be the 10 to 12 action items you're going to be doing once a week to reach your objective? You need to have a place to track that. I'm going to ask a spin trick question. <laughs> How can I use chat GPT with traction to help me attain my objectives? Wow. I want, how can chat GPT help me find the actions I need to put on a monthly, weekly, 
quarterly, mm -hmm. six yearly, yearly basis. Uh, you know what? The, so this is one of the service that we we offer. Um, so forget about the traction. We're not a traction implementer. I would like to give a big shout out to Thierry Alicucci, uh, my go-to traction implementer. The one. Uh, yes, exactly. We love traction. It's, it's, it's one of those kind of books that you can take, read, and apply. Okay? There's also a system used. There's a platform. Exactly. The fact that it's a system. Where I come in hand, so people that wants to work with Traction Implementer, uh, Implementer, I have one and a few to refer you, so I gladly do it. But for the ones that can afford it or are not there or don't want to use it, we essentially take uh, the VTO and we, we prime it to... Uh, All the marketing documents that we have, all the, the strategic documents that we have, for sure. So depending of your your sensitivity to uh, uh, sharing public, uh, private information, etc. Big disclaimer: put it somewhere. I'm not responsible, but essentially what we do is we start, we take the website, we prime the website, and then we start asking the questions. So most of the time, your values are on your website. Your core purpose is on your on your website. Uh, the other things, uh, so we fill in the VTO going from the 10-year, three-year target. Um, what does it look like to a year, to goals for the year, and then how we build the marketing strategy. So in in, in our case, what we did is we took a few reference of marketing books and uh, strategies philosophy, and we kind of build our, our strategy based on that. So recently, for instance, tomorrow, tomorrow we're shooting reels based on this podcast. I asked, um, so I already had my strategic plan and I, I, the, the prompt was based on the jab, 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 right hook from Gary V tech uh, book. Could you generate uh, content for my reels? Hmm. Uh, so that was it. So if I sum it up for those that are not genius level like David, mm -hmm. you can use chat GPT with this vision to objective to build these monthly actions and monthly objectives that you want to attain. Mm -hmm. And then the actions that you have to do on a quarterly basis, daily basis. Exactly. Because reaching an objective is just a lot of steps repeated on a often basis that leads you to an objective. Consistency. Like losing weight is just eating a lot of salad often and exercising no, once in a while. that's true. Right? <laughs> But just, you know, like just simplifying, right? Yeah. If you eat healthily <laughs> often enough, if you eat healthy often enough, you would be in shape typically, right? Yes. Yes. So oversimplification, but just putting in the sense of if my objective is to have X more customers, then on a regular basis, I need to reach him this often time yes i need to uh well you know have these interactions with my customer often enough to lead me to my objective of increasing my growth or reaching my financial objective mm -hmm. so in terms of ysba tell us a bit more about how do you help people use these tools right to mm -hmm. attain their objective well essentially we start for from your strategic plan whatever form it is And then we bring it to a point where on a weekly basis, you're taking one action per priorities in a quarter. So our approach is quarterly based because typically within three months, three, four months, you, you, whatever project you add, you can bring it to 
a phase or most of them you can complete them by the by the quarter so this is where okay let's say that we uh you the priority is uh, is uh, reviewing the marketing process then for us one of the first step will be to map that process then identify what are the issues we had with this process etc etc prioritize it if necessary find any type of leverage so a big shout out to um, one of my good partner my sister Nersa Dorismond that helps us especially here in in, in Quebec get Glenn grants uh, exactly uh, grants loans um, to uh, drive some of our projects so this is one of the key steps that we would be doing and and some of our partners uh, around the world that are have also a similar role and then now that we've built the plan we we have the money we have the budget we start to implement it so this is where YSB even before traction even before ChatGPT this was already our core business so implementing process improvement and for us to, this podcast is all about marketing but trust me we're going to speak about other topics as well such as HR and uh, operation uh, sales itself and a bunch of other processes. If you listen, this is what I do. I'm the process guy. <laughs> David, 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 please give us the juice. Give us a bit of success stories, right? Because it's good to know that you've helped people. We understand that you accompany entrepreneurs in the process building journey, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit more about a few people that you've helped. No names, of course, how you've helped them. And in terms of concrete metrics, either money, either awareness, either how, you know, the objective they had. How did the process you did with them help them achieve their objective? Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm going to give an example of uh, one of my marketing partners. He, he does everything related to Instagram. So in his case, uh, creating content, uh, one of the bottleneck was that once he created content, people, there would be delay for the customers to approve it. I'm not talking days, sometimes weeks. Wow. So by the time the customer would approve the content, there were no more content that were that was preloaded. And so you 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 would have a few days of gap. Empty gaps. Empty gaps. So this has an, uh, has an impact this on is the a algorithm. big sin. Exactly. If you're not consistent on the platforms, yes. they don't push you as much. Exactly. Shout out to Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. So having gaps, right? How did you solve this with your customers? So in this case, what we've implemented, we said, you know what? We're going to put an automatic, uh, an automatic approval for this specific des deliverable doesn't have some so much of an impact in terms of uh, the legal aspect aspect etc it's a fast process we're we're pushing content if you don't approve it within two days it's automatically approved hmm. and then we, we start filling the the content calendar if for some reason you one of the posts you don't like it you want to rephrase it etc it's been programmed it hasn't been published so be it I think I know who whom you are speaking about and I have his story. Like he was telling me before that he has 150 customers mm -hmm. that he has to manage uh, creating the posts for different platforms, different volume of uh, posts to be created. Mm -hmm. He was removing the hairs of his head. He was overheating mm -hmm. and he was explaining to me how he had gaps into I have my customer today and I can deliver my process to him 
quickly enough. So he was losing customers. Mm-hmm. I know he worked with you and you have mapped and seen his process from how do I create the post, my company, the employees, how do they work? He told me eventually he passed from three weeks of managing a customer and handling the process mm-hmm. a day and a half now. Mm-hmm. So imagine how many people you can help more or more customers that you can, I guess, work with mm-hmm. when the process has been diminished by 30-fold. Well, I, you know what? This is my bread and butter. At the end of the day, with YSBE, what we do is we simplify businesses. And in this case, is reducing delays in the marketing process. This is one of the many examples. I could go on and on and on. We have another one. Another person, another company that you helped in their marketing journey. Mm-hmm. So uh, another company, it was uh, a simple automation. So they are receiving standard emails for clients or quotes. And it's essentially a, an email that the assistant was taking, copying and pasting the different elements from this email. What we put in place on the, on the, um, on the email Uh, we put a parser and when that header with that same email that is always the same format would go and take the information, create the contact in the CRM with all the fields and the information that you needed from that contact, there would be an automation where that, that um, a lead would be created. And once it's at this step, a first email that kinds of takes some of the elements of the, the, of the, the 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 first email that was sent is is sent a message a text is sent as well and there's a call that is sent automatically imagine so by the time you press send you have three interaction with that that business t- letting you know that we've got it from there you mentioned right that you helped the customer into developing their tools to have this CRM and all this information, all these metrics for this customer, right? Mm-hmm. So was he looking to diminish the time done in the process? Is that was his objective? That was the goal, but he wasn't expecting that it, that would be the final solution. Mm. Well, like we exceeded what he really wanted to know because he's not aware of what technology is available and what you can do. Like uh, just another example, and, and it's coming, the the chat GPT voice DAO. And I I saw an example, it was for a real estate agent. This one is going to be crazy because Mm -hmm. to this, like the first generation of that solution, you're not even aware that you're talking to an AI because it has a real conversation. So AI being like this number you would call, you speak to an AI and it speaks back to you? Yeah. So essentially when you want to reach a lot of people, you want to do a... um, you want to do um, a survey or, or all these different mechanisms to today. Like, I don't want to say, you know what? We get a little bit, um, uh, as, uh, what's the right term with AI that the fact that it's going to replace jobs and et cetera. In some case, yes, it will. Well, if the job <laughs> is repetitive, right? At this point, is it bringing human value to a person doing that job? Exactly. Right? Like if you could have AI calling people that actually want to get called and get a service, yes, you can have this AI person calling instead of an actual human 
that would cost you more as a business. Yeah. But also maybe would not appreciate that job that much, mm-hmm. right? So what you're telling me is that these tools to the customers help him save time. Yes. So 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 this what I'm talking about. You're gonna you're not gonna notice it because it will most likely be an AI. But some of the conversation we will have, uh, the quality of them and the way they'll be end, uh, able to handle objection with the power of AI would be very more smooth. So you know what? Uh, there's another experience that I was talking. What's her? What is her job again? One of the consultants that I I met recently. The fact that oh it's in, in change no it's change management or emotion anyway uh, someone that works that works with uh, a client before they get to, uh, to work they have an, an argument with their spouse or partner right so they come to to the to the job and their energy is not at the right place they get on the call the first client is on and they flip hmm. they answer back for that customer. I can't remember if it was a bank or something like that. For that customer, the relationship with that brand is it's strained. It's exactly, and yeah. they will make a good job to let a lot of people know about it. Mm. You see what I mean? So this is where an AI responding to that person it will be flat. Actually, a, a lot of my my more touchy email for the past six months, and if you are one of those person. You, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna be honest. The the answer that I'm doing with an AI versus the one that you would have again uh, that I would have sent would be two different things. Mm. <laughs> so same same thing. Another tip with ChatGPT. Uh, hey, you have a, a conversation that you want to kind of route or make it a little bit more mellow. Use that prompt. Using crucial conversation. Please answer to this email. Give it a little bit of context. And the answer that it's going to give you is wow. So it's essentially you're taking a full book and you're taking the concept to generate an answer. So it's not even like the first, the, when you start using an AI, you'll be, oh, give me the tone of that. Or or put yourself in the mode of a, of a business analyst, or all these different things. Now you're introducing con- other contexts and concepts to create an answer. So you could piggyback and add this book and a psychology book and and a, 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 something to because you're talking to someone from a different culture. Add all these elements, and the answer would be totally different. Again, with the aim of reaching your customer even more efficiently, yes. right? Knowing whom you're speaking to. Yes. If I can give an example, right? Companies that live this situation having negative comments on their social media mm-hmm. or on their Google page, for example, right? Having these tools, ChatGPT or the others you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Can help a company manage their brand awareness, their brand also image outside, right? Yes. And efficiently responding to the customer, maintaining a positive uh, vision of the customer to you, interacting with them even more. Yeah. And a company that has bad reviews nowadays, it's hurtful. If people see you and they see that you have a bad reputation, losing people, losing customers, it hurts, right? So this is a great subject. First off, companies can have bad reviews, but the overall perspective, it, you should have more goods than bad ones. Yeah, okay. you need to generate the good ones. Okay, right. so, so so here comes the uh, another customer being around for ages, I'm talking 30, 40 years, and his average Google review was like 1.4. 
Would you go to a place that has 1.4? The rea- the answer is no. No, you so wouldn't. So the first thing is, once again, with the proper automation tools, the more advanced CRMs like the ones that we were talking earlier, the moment someone writes a Google review, regardless of the 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 number you get, the rating you get, you would get an answer. Mm. And for Google, it, regardless if it's a good one or a bad one, you have to answer quickly. Typically within 24 to 48 hours, it has a big impact on your marketing efforts down the road. Okay, I'm going to get back to this. So if you have a bad review, the good rule of thumb is to answer. Hmm. Typically, you're trying to figure out if it's a real customer because unfortunately, even on, on these, on some of our comments, we get spam and we get the uh, robots and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, spammers and uh, I can't remember the terms, but. For that company, the only thing that we start doing is we automated the collection of positive reviews. Yeah. So in a short span, I'm talking three to six months. Now his reviews is at 4.5 or something like that. Because this is we, so much we, of a portion of how do we choose to do business with a company now. We look them up. True. And if you see that they have a good review, even though it would not be true and that they would have a way to have arranged it right yeah you will choose that company over a company that has lesser good reviews yes and 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 funny enough it's you don't need that many reviews to build your credibility mm-hmm. versus your competitors I, I'm, i'm i'm being honest you're getting into the hundred thousands hundred two hundred reviews it's already enough yeah but you'll have bigger companies sometimes they uh, as good as yours that have no reviews and people will take your services over theirs. So that's the first. So going back to the, the, the notion of positive and negative review, the, 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 the speed at which you do it with the right tools, how you can automate it, just reviews itself. When you have low reviews, that dollar that you're spending on AdWords or different campaigns or et cetera, Because you have a negative perspective on your profile, that dollar is like worth 75 cents, to give you an idea. The opposite, that dollar is worth a dollar fifty in terms of the reach that you're getting. Can you expand on this concept, please? It's, it's quite quite uh, quite simply is if you have good Google reviews from the for the same dollar in as uh, versus your competitors, you will get more audience. Mm. So your dollar have, goes further. So if you have bad reviews in average, they're not going to push you as as much because you have a bad reputation. Yeah. So this is just one of the uh, one of the different algorithms that that Google is pushing, and it's been updated all the time. For now, uh, as we're recording this, it's still up to date to put in place a proper. A process to collect re- your reviews and to offset the ones that are negative, the ones that are negative to answer quickly. And essentially with that, you know, it will have a big impact on everything else you do uh, with your marketing strategy. So Dave, please, the burning question is, how can we reach you to help us? Oh my You know, God. what is the way to reach the sensei, right? How can <laughs> we talk to you and get your services, right? Well, there's many, many ways we're going to share the different links uh, at the end of the podcast. Um, you, you can simply engage on the social media that that uh, that uh, 
that uh, you've, you've seen this podcast. Um, if you're on, on uh, LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, you can reach uh, one of our pages. Uh, we also have our website, ysba.com. Uh, you can uh, certainly, uh, you know what? Actually, the fastest way would be through the, my uh, my chatbot on my website. Hmm. This would be ysba.com. Ysba.com. This okay. would be the easiest one uh, because the, uh, this workflow is is very well made for the volume that we want to get. So yeah, that would be a, a link uh, that we'll provide. But on the ysba.com, the chatbot. A box. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what, that would be the easiest. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I think we have to sum it up for the ladies and gents that have been graceful enough to listen to us. So if you could summarize, Dave, how does the tools and the mapping process help people in their marketing objectives to get more money, to save more time, to have more leads, mm -hmm. uh, you know, If you could sum it up in two sentences. Well, first off, set by setting the goals. Okay. Then break it down in a short period of time. Get help. Work with partners. Work, work with specialists. People that that's all they do. So if you can, if you want to work on Instagram, talk to the person that does Instagram. On LinkedIn, that person or different mechanism, uh, marketing channel that you're using, So plan, build a plan, execute, look at the data, adjust, and move on. And reach your financial objectives. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's cool. So Dave, if you have um, a topic or I guess you would like to introduce on the next podcast, what do you have cooking for us? Well, um, most likely the next podcast is going to be a follow-up to marketing. That is the sales process. So that's a... One of uh, my good one, my favorite one. So we're going to talk about money. We're talking about sales, man. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, thank you everyone to have listened to us. So this was David and I'm Joshua. It's an honor to be with you, man, and to be able to discuss with you. Uh, hope to see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for participating in this craziness. Hopefully we are... We are, we're able, we were able to create value with uh, what we're discussing today, starting with the frustration, but then proposing solutions and giving you insights. Thank you very much for listening.